people that we love instantly. He um, He's such a man of wisdom, a, a, a pioneer, an apostolic uh, person that just loves to see um, people and, and regions transformed. So uh, Derek, we love you and we we um, we thank you for being a man of faith and a man of power and we welcome you to be yourself this morning. Amen. Well, thank you, uh, Nick. That's uh, a really good intro. I'm not sure I recognize myself in that, but I uh, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when Laura asked me to share this week, uh, she asked me to talk on how God has been speaking to me uh, during the lockdown period. Um, and um, just prior to this uh, uh, Zoom going live, this uh, Zoom meeting going live, um, Nick... Uh, ask the Holy Ghost to step in and just, um, you know, have his way and uh, do what he wants to do. So I've got a whole thing prepared here, um, which I may stick to or may not, because <laughs> I'm feeling some other stuff as well during the worship. I thought the worship was amazing because um, when uh, Rachel was singing about all your promises are yes and amen, they're yes and amen. And um, I just felt uh, before I start the talk that uh, there were, there were um, going to be people that God wants to um, really minister to um, and, and um, bring, bring some restoration, particularly in the, in the area of joy. Now, I know um, the Kennedys have already uh, mentioned that, and, I, and I've already written it down here, as I, as I saw. I saw particularly an older lady, perhaps late 50, she might be... She might be um, uh, older than that, she might be younger than that, but I saw, let's say between 50 and 65, old, an older lady um, who's been going through a really difficult time. And, uh, and I just saw you uh, bursting into laughter and a restoration of joy coming on your life. And actually, I think it's for more than one. I think it's for several. So if you're, if you're that person, then listen to, this, listen to this talk. Nick was talking about transformed cities. And, um, you know, I, somebody sent me a, um, uh, a text message with uh, an extract from the Chronicle this week, where apparently Whitley Bay has been named as, as, as one of the coolest neighbourhoods to live in, in in the UK, according to the Condé Nast um, reporter or report. So um, God's in the transformation business, because a few years ago, Whitley Bay probably wasn't there. And so... Uh, my talk today is about is about how transformation, how God has transformed stuff in my life and made and made um, uh, uh, something good out of um, what was a difficult situation. And um, so recently, I've been uh, so I made my notes might go totally totally awol, but never mind. Um, so recently, I've been reading the book of Joseph, uh, the story of Joseph. Sorry, in the in the uh, book of Genesis. Now, like Joseph, I'm a project person. Um, but back in the early 90s, I went through a very difficult time, probably four or five years, where there were no projects at all. Uh, I wasn't able to do any, any projects. I was kind of doing small things just to try and make ends meet, uh, did all kinds of things. I even took a job with my friend, Albert Dicken. Um, he arranged for me to go work at one of his hypermarkets. And um, I lasted two months and got sacked. <laughs> so... So I was, a, I was a square peg in a round hole. And you know what I realized from that, from that situation was um, I tried to do something myself. I tried uh, to um, uh, 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 
make something happen myself instead of following God. And, uh, you know, it's very, it's very important that we follow God and, and not try and engineer the way through ourselves. So I lasted two months, got sacked. We laugh about it now, <laughs> but uh, that, was, uh, that was the way it was. So um, his DIY store um, had me for a couple of months. Interesting, I just realized this morning, um, it's a do-it-yourself store. And I tried to do it myself to uh, engineer God's, God's purposes for my life. Anyway, in 1995, a prophet uh, called Kathy Leshner came to our church and she prophesied over me. And this is what she said. She said, for you have been like Joseph was. God has tested you and he has proved you, will, you are willing to serve him when things are going well and also when things are not going well. She went on to say, for you have been as Joseph was in the prison house. The enemy tried to rob you, but he did not realize what he was doing, says the Lord. People have said, that's him, knocked off the block. <clears throat> God says that you may have been knocked off the corner, but I'm going to give you the whole block. She also said, God's going to put back into your pocket that which was taken. Well, I was just in bits after that because I was just, I was just like my life was just empty at the time. But, you know, it was only a couple of weeks after that when a friend of mine from Norwich who was staying with us at the time, he suggested we go into business selling cars. Now, cars were my background. That was, my, that was a form of business that I was involved in. And he was a, a, a car dealer himself uh, at one time. And he said, maybe just sell one or two from our homes. But, you know, God had a different idea. God had a bigger idea than our idea. <clears throat> and eventually, long story short, we ended up buying a disused car showroom in just outside of uh, Durham City. It was a former Nissan garage, and we opened the doors on January the 1st, 1996, just a few months after the prophetic word. And you know what? It just took off. And we made enough money in the first six months that we were able to buy a 10-story office block in Sunderland. You may have heard of it. It's called Crown House. And God TV used it as their headquarters for, for several years. And prior to that, various ministries came from all over the world to base themselves there. And uh, including Sharon Stone, who some of you may, may know uh, or have heard of. Um, so God was true to his word and he gave us the whole block. We could never have imagined a 10 story one. <laughs> anyway, back to Joseph, you know, he went through many trials as part of his preparation. Uh, for God's purposes. And I don't have time today to go in any great depth on Joseph, um, but maybe just a few bullet points to give sufficient background. Uh, you, you can read the whole story later if you want to, to fill in the blanks. But Joseph was a dreamer and he had two dreams, both which were very similar. I just wonder if anyone uh, listening uh, or watching today has ever had a dream from God, maybe not an actual sleeping dream, but a prompting from the Holy Spirit about a plan God has for your life. If you have, you need to hang on to that dream. Um, now, Joseph was quite <laughs> unwisely told his family, firstly his brothers, that one day they would bow down to him. And then after, the, after that, after the second dream, that his brothers and uh, even his parents would also bow down. Well, Joseph's brothers already disliked him as he was the father's favorite son. So to lord it over them like this just got their backs up even more. Anyway, one day, uh, Jacob, um, the, the, the father, sends Joseph to see how his brother's getting on. They were, work, they were working away, looking after their flocks. And uh, now this was no short journey from what I can gather from the maps I've looked at. It would take him several days. 
and he wasn't clear as to his destination and he didn't even know where his brothers would be. I wonder how many of us have embarked on a journey in God, not knowing where we're going or where, when we would arrive. <clears throat> anyway, Joseph finds uh, his brothers and they see him coming and they say, look, the dreamer is coming and they plot his downfall. Um, you know, uh, in, my, in my life, I can, I, I can tell you people have plotted my downfall. You know, untruths have been spoken about me in, in the workplace, in family, and, uh, and so on. But you know, God's purposes, uh, he doesn't listen to, to tittle-tattle, he gets on with the job. And so Joseph was sold um, to, to Midianite travelers, um, who then sell him on to Potiphar as his servant. Now Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard. And so the Bible tells us that God was with Joseph and prospered him in Potiphar's house. But then guess what? His master's wife takes a shine to him and wants an adulterous relationship um, with Joseph. Now, Joseph was an honorable man. And so he flees. But his master is angry when he finds out his wife's version of the story. Have you noticed how people will always tell you a story from their viewpoint in order to redeem themselves, but often show you up in a bad light? And you know, as Christians, we're not exempt from mischievous gossip. So poor Joseph gets thrown into prison. But you know, he found great favor in, as he found great favor in Potiphar's house, he also found favor with the prison guard. Now the Oxford Dictionary describes favor as kindness beyond what is due or usual. Now, isn't that amazing? Just this is how God wants to pour out his love upon, upon us, his people. He wants to show us his favor, which is kindness beyond what is due. We can't earn God's favor. Um, but he wants to give us something that is unusual, unusual blessings from God. He wants to pour out on us like he did with Joseph. And, you know, then one day in the timing of God, two other prisoners uh, with Joseph had dreams. Um, one, was a, one was a baker and one was, a, was the Pharaoh's former butler. And Joseph was able to interpret the dreams. And so he told the butler he'd be reinstated within three days. And this gave the, the baker confidence to tell Joseph about his dream. But Joseph told him that within three days he would be hanged. And so Joseph said to the butler, please remember me to Pharaoh when you are serving wine to him. Or in our speak, can you put in a good word for me? You know, he wasn't relying on God for his release, but he hoped the butler would somehow be able to arrange for his release when he was, when he was talking to Pharaoh. And as you know, both of these events uh, actually happened, as Joseph had said. But the butler forgot about Joseph. But you know, the butler might have forgotten, but God hadn't. And isn't, it, uh, hum isn't, isn't human nature interesting in that we hear from God, as Joseph did in his dreams when he was younger. But then when the vision tarries, we try to work it out ourselves, like I did with Albert Dickon. It took another two years before Pharaoh had a dream himself, a dream that none of his magicians could interpret. And it was only when the butler had his light bulb moment and remembered Joseph, ah, there's a man who's in prison who can interpret dreams. He has a God-given gift. And so he told Pharaoh about Joseph. And as we know, the rest is history. You know, the difficult events in life were formative in Joseph being prepared and equipped by God to bring about God's purposes for the provision of millions of people, including his own long lost family. You know, he was perhaps the first person to start a food bank, a food bank, sorry, but on a massive scale. 
We may think God's forgotten about us, but it's sometimes the last two years of being like the grapes in the wine press that the extra squeezing caused by our circumstances enables our character to be truly prepared for what God has in store. You know, God needed to deal with Joseph to prepare him for a great task. He was immature, he lacked diplomacy, and he lacked wisdom. But you know, there came a day when Pharaoh said to of Joseph, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you in all of the land. Something which could not have been said about Joseph just a few years earlier. So Joseph became the highest in the land apart from Pharaoh himself. No wonder God had to allow him to go through such character forming events. It's a fact, you know, that it takes great heat to purify gold. And it has to go through a furnace, furnace several times to remove the dross. And you and I are not exempt from pressures in our lives, which God will use to form our character so he can rely on us when he needs to put us in a, in a, in a place of, of, uh, of, of uh, authority or, or, or put us in a position where he needs to use us. And um, the other day I was just uh, thinking about this word and I had a, had a picture of a pressure cooker. And you know, I'm not a great chef, as Dorothy will tell you, but pressure cookers cook, make things happen quicker. They cook food quicker. And Joseph was in the pressure cooker of God. And I know as I'm speaking this, because I believe God told me that there are people listening who feel like they're in a pressure cooker and can't get, can't get out. But you know, a pressure cooker is a quick way of getting, getting, some, getting some food on the table. And uh, the circumstances that God's put you, putting us through now whoever that might be, just allow that pressure cooker to keep on going because he's going to do a quick work and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, continue to allow the, the, the pressures of life to, to be formative in, 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 in our, yours, yours and my character so that we can be ready for him when, uh, when this lockdown eventually uh, comes to an end. And so for me personally, <laughs> I recently know that I've been like the clay on the potter's wheel in Jeremiah 18. I've realized some parts of my life have not been as refined as perhaps I thought, because I've been through some stuff. We all have. And so I realized that perhaps I'm not as refined as God would like me to be. And so God has been working in my life. The Holy Spirit's been molding and shaping me and reshaping some stuff that I thought was already fashioned. Because I can be a bit like Joseph sometimes, where he might try to make things happen through his gift of administration. And so I can sometimes run ahead of God and get into, get into trouble. Someone, someone once said to me, you know, things are easier to get into than out of. And I found that to be a case. And so as God has been, been uh, dealing with me recently, what he's been saying is uh, to make sure that that which I build is all God and not part God and part Derek. And I can remember Paula speaking a couple of weeks before lockdown on her learning to lean on God as a true father and trusting him to work things through and not to try and do things you know, in our own strength. And this season of lockdown for us as a nation, I believe, has uniquely positioned the church for great exploits as the Holy Spirit begins to place us where he needs us. I know many of us have been able to have conversations with neighbours we hardly ever see in normal circumstances. And for Dorothy and I, we've recently been reacquainted with several people 
who we've not seen for many years, and how easy it's been to enter into meaningful uh, discussions. Uh, people seem a lot more open to discuss spiritual things than ever before. In fact, in my own family, my sister, who we prayed for for over 40 years, has just given her life to God, and she's doing really well. <laughs> she is doing Zoom Alpha, and she breaks bread with uh, Dorothy and I every Sunday morning using FaceTime. Isn't it interesting how God uses every season, whether it's good or bad, to get us where he needs us? No matter what our walk of life, no matter what our age and stage, God will use us where we are. And so to finish this talk, my encouragement is no matter what we are going through, no matter how difficult the struggle is, God will use our circumstances to mold us and shape us for his purposes and for his glory. Our job is to stay on the potter's wheel and let him complete the work. Now I have a bit of a treat for you, although uh, Dorothy, Dorothy may not agree. Um, I've asked Mark Gowland if he can play a song <laughs> that Dorothy wrote. Thanks, thanks Paula for the brilliant sign. <laughs> I've asked Mark Gowland if he can play a song that Dorothy wrote over and recorded over 35 years ago. Now she's a bit mortified by this because as you imagine, things change musically and uh, arrangements change. But the original is, is on a cassette tape. I'm not even sure that, that Mark knew what a cassette was, bless him. They're so out of date. Anyway, I managed to find the cassette player in the attic. Never been used for years. I dusted it off and incredibly, it still works. So don't get too excited about the arrangement, but listen, uh, the arrangement, but listen to the words and I trust they will bless you. Thanks for listening and over to Mark. Eugene. Thank you.
Yay. Thank you so much, Derek and Dot. Um, who knew that you had such a beautiful voice, Dot? I would love it if we could get the words of that song up at some point um, on Facebook to see like all of it. But um, Derek, would you just pray for us as a church um, in response to your word? That'd be great. Sure. Um, am I on? I'm in. I'm in. I'm muted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Father, we do. We just want to pray for uh, um, everyone listening this morning, everyone watching, perhaps those who listen even later. And Father, we just want to want to pray for the favor of God over each and every one of us. Lord God, that you would um, you would pour out uh, that kindness beyond what we be but beyond what we deserve and beyond what is due but father god you will you will uh, um, see us at our point of need and lord just uh, continue to meet with us lord and father for those of us who feel like we're in that pressure cooker lord god i just uh, i just know uh, the plans and purposes of god and uh, is it, it's all part of that process and so god i just pray that you would uh, you would when this lockdown is over that you would cause the Bay Church family to be uniquely positioned for amazing things, Lord. I just, uh, I just know, God, that dreams are going to be fulfilled. And, Lord, that dreams that have perhaps, perhaps laid dormant, Lord, you're going to reignite them. And, Father, cause people to, to pick up and run again. And, and uh, for those who, uh, who perhaps have not sensed um, uh, much joy just recently, Father, I just speak a restoration of joy um, into each and every one of our lives. We all know the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, Father, I just pray for a release of joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, Rach is going to leave us um, with one final song. Uh, just just want to give you that time to, to um, respond to the Lord in the way that you need to, which is why I'm getting her to to do this song for us um and er and eric who's eric um alan is gonna um doesn't know this yet <laughs> i'm gonna call him eric from now on um alan if you would uh finish by blessing us and um praying as you want to after this uh song that would be amazing it just feels important to to have 